Hear all of our previously aired broadcasts of News for the Soul online at newsforthesoul.com. Now let's get back to the show. And we're live. Took us a few minutes to connect back into the board. But we're here now, and hopefully everyone else is here. Anna Larai, Sparkles of Love is next. Let's see if she's on the board. Anna Larai, do we have you on the board? Oh, yes, I'm here. Ooh, thank you. All right. Well, the floor is yours. Let's get you to reintroduce yourself, your show, and what's up for today. I'll let you know, too, we, uh, we still have some callers on the line holding as well. Okay. Well, welcome to the Sparkles of Love show. My name is Anna Larai, and I'm a direct source universal channel, and I'll be your divine guide to the other side and host for our hour together. And so today our show is about the 33 codes of origin and twin flames and how they are connected or uh, some sets of twin flames. And um, so I wanted to share this story with you because it's pretty profound. And um, so back in uh, a few years ago, I uh, was doing some work and doing some channeling and the guides came through and talked about this evolution of planet Earth. And they talked about how in the past, um, when there was an upgrade to the planet, that everything was wiped out. You know, we've, we've, you know, even science looks at some of that in terms of, you know, the, uh, the ice age and different things and meteors that destroyed the planet. But this time, this cycle of earth, it was not to be this way that we are, the humans were to evolve with the planet. So our, our current evolution began with many of us knowing the story of Adam and Eve in the garden of Eden and, and, Various religions all have a, a similar or similar story or a creation story. And so the guides talked to me about this. And they shared that there is both truth and distortion in this um, in the story of Adam and Eve. And first of all, they weren't called Adam and Eve. <laughs> okay. And it wasn't just Adam and Eve who came to earth. But it was 12 pairs of souls, 24 individuals who separated into masculine and feminine bodies when they came through. And these are sometimes referred to as twin flames or divine complements when the soul comes forth and divides into both uh, forms for the experience. And the energy between these twin flames was very, very, very connected. And this is a long time ago. They could even taste in their body what the other one ate, okay? Feel what the other one was experiencing. And they were really extensions of each other. And physical pleasure was very intense through taste, smell, touch, sex. Um, but Adam and Eve became really the story of separation, and we we were told, you know, of Eve being tempted by the serpent to eat the fruit of the forbidden tree and all that story and how she forced, uh, she convinced Adam to eat from it and they were forced to leave from the garden. But this is really a simplified story uh, with many, many distortions in it. So the decision on the higher realms 
was to populate this evolution of Earth with higher light beings for the cycle of evolution, to create Earth in unity consciousness. And these 12 pairs connected and were dis- and descended to Earth together. And this was the new cycle of Earth. So it wasn't originally a 3D planet, but it was created as a fifth dimensional cycle. This was information that the guides all brought through. And the story of being forced to leave paradise was not about leaving a garden, but it was really more about that energetic shift downwards from a fifth dimension to a third dimension reality returning to. And I never, I was never clear. I never really understood what caused that shift, um, what the, what the actual details were, but something occurred that caused one of the pairs of the 12 pairs to close their hearts and stop the flow of energy. And, and what that did is it plunged all of creation back into a third dimension. And the, and the third dimension had already been experienced here before. And now it went from five back down to three. So when this happened, separation became a strong factor and the concept of duality was born here on the planet. Okay, so not only did those 12 pairs then, when the duality and separation came in, scatter across the planet, but the divine feminine and the divine masculine went into their own separation. And they no longer saw or felt themselves as whole or as one. Okay, and probably some of some of you can relate to that. So. They shared this story, and then later, at another time, as the guys were sharing more about this, they talked about uh, that their that the twelve pairs carried thirty three original codes and qualities for humanity. Okay, and um, some of the pairs, so every individual had a quality, and then some of the pairs carried a third together. So. He had one, she had one, and they had one together. And I was shown all of these 33 codes, okay, and who shared what and and um, and that, and was shared that um, the codes were important. They were the qualities that people were going to live with. And I originally thought because there were 24 beings of light or 24 uh, incarnated beings that there would be 24 codes. But, you know, as they were giving me the information and we hit 24, I thought, okay, that's it. And they said, no, 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 there's more. And so, um, and I'm going to read that list to you very shortly. So what they shared is, um, first of all, there were things on the list that I would have thought would have been there and um, but weren't. And all of the 12 pairs are incarnated on Earth right now, okay? And all of the 12 pairs are here to assist with the rebirth or the upgrade of Earth into the higher dimensions. And all of the 12 pairs are here as part of that return to unity consciousness, okay? And so when I was, uh, that happened on, I think, in a November and then when I was down in Florida visiting, uh, house-sitting for a friend, 
one day I was going down to the beach and um, my current husband, um, Christian, who wasn't, who was just a friend then, and I were going down to the beach and the guide said, oh, please take your, take your journal with you. And so as I sat down there, they, they, I started channeling and they started talking about the codes and the qualities and they started giving them to me in order, okay? And it, they came in crystal clear, like there was no wishy-washy, it was crystal clear. And what happened is all of these, and as I said, when I hit 24, they said, no, keep going, go back now to one and two. So I'm going to share with you what they are, and we're going to talk a little bit more about those and how all this applies to here and now, okay? So code one is the code of love, is the code of love. And that isn't, just to be clear, that is not romantic love, okay? That is what you would call divine love, right? It's the vibration of oneness okay it's yeah it's divine love it's that vibration of oneness so what I think is really cool is what eventually uh, they shared with me is so in our language and I'm speaking English but when when people say I love you whether it be to a child a friend a spouse a lover you know those kinds of things what it originally meant is I am in oneness with you. I love you. I am moving into oneness with you, which I think is really quite beautiful. So the first code is the code of love. Code two, unlimited. Unlimited. And then code three, the third code, so this is the first pair, carry love and unlimited. And then the next pair carried the code of sovereignty, which is code three. And the code four is humility. And then the next code was wisdom. And grace was number six. So the next pair carried code seven and eight. And that is the code of truth. And the code of rational thought. And then the code of compassion and integrity. Compassion and integrity. And next we have the code of passion and the code of self-love together. Passion and self-love were carried in a pair. Then the code of self-realization and harmony. The next group carried the code of joy and the code of humor. And the next pair carried clarity and kindness, the code of kindness. And then uh, the following pair carried the code of manifestation and dreaming and imagining. Dreaming and imagining. And the next group carried the code of equality. And the code that the name was changed to neutrality, the code of neutrality. 
The final pair carried the code of unity and free will or choice. And as I said, I thought they were done, right? So, um, and then they said, no, keep going. And so I went back to um, code uh, to the first pair who carry love and unlimited. And they carry together the code of power. So they carry love, unlimited, and the code of power. And then the next pair carry sovereignty, humility, and code 26 is diversity, diversity. And then we go down to the fourth pair. So the third pair don't carry another one. And the fourth pair, it's rational thought, okay, and truth, and the code of analytical processing. And then we go down a couple more, and the next pair that carries, carries self-love and passion and patience, which I thought was kind of cool. And then the following co- uh, pair carry self-realization, harmony, and the code 29 is peace. And then the code, uh, the pair that carry joy and humor also carry the code of empathy and the and the the couple or the pair that carry the code of clarity and kindness also carry the code of light and then the pair that carry manifesting manifestation and dreaming and imagining they also carry the code of divinity And then the last, it's not the last pair, but it was uh, pair number 11, carry equality, neutrality, and code number three, which is reverence for life. And that is, in simple terms, I call that gratitude. I call that one gratitude. Okay? And these were the codes that were given. And I can remember when it came through, I said, well, how come there's no hope listed? Like, you know, that seems to be so important. And they said when creation began, it wasn't needed, right? It was really only after the duality and separation emerged that hope would have been needed or other qualities. So in the beginning, each individual brought in and anchored the qualities they held. And over over time, all of the original 24 beings could bring forth any of the 33 codes needed during their incarnations and earth. And the guide shared that as we move more and more to the vibrations of unity consciousness or the great awakening or ascension, whichever name you use, which we're really in the middle of, more of the 33 codes or qualities will become more firmly reestablished on the planet. And some of them I know that you can feel already, you know. Or some of them you've seen, uh, you know, famous people or or teachers emit, right? And our our job as awakened beings is to try and embody as many of these codes or qualities as we can and support others in doing that as well. So what happened is. I, I was a little surprised, and uh, I put this program out. I put this, so this information all came through. And then the guide said, we would like you to teach this as a program. 
I'm like, okay. And so we offered it um, as a program. And what happened with with each single one is um, Archangel Clarity, Lord Melchizedek. Who else came through? Um, I have to remember here. Oh, why am I? And First Light, okay, was the other group. So they um, they are brought the program through. And what happened is that each week when we sat together, when we got together to look at the codes, they brought through, they, they had me go and look in the dictionary and look up all the definitions of each word. And we'd look at what is the human definition of one of these particular words. And what is, and then they talked about what is the actual original definition. And it was really, um, it was really profound. I'm just looking for one to give you an example, one that might resonate with people here. Okay. I think compassion is a good one because it it was one that was so deeply distorted. So many of them were very, very distorted. And so what we've come to believe is the meaning of the word was not what the original code was at all. So compassion. So the dictionary, when I looked it up here, several definitions said compassion is sympathetic pity and concern for suffering or misfortune of others uh, to suffer together. Feeling that arises when confronted with another suffering. A wish to help others who are suffering. To love together with. Co-suffering and sharing the feelings of others. So that's what the definition, the various dictionary definitions of compassion were. And what the guide said, um, you know, is how distorted it was. Because all, pretty much all of those are about resonating with a vibration of suffering, right? If you're in compassion, you're resonating with their suffering. And what they said, the real meaning is, is compassion is sharing your love and light when another couldn't access their own. So what happens is you're sharing it, you're not sending it, you're sharing it So instead of you dropping your vibration to go down and meet them in suffering, they can start to resonate and feel your vibrations of love and light. Now, isn't that a big, big difference? Like a huge difference to what... And and many of them, many of the codes were like that. So they would give us and tell us what the actual definition was. And then the activation would be done and um, the code would be reestablished in our own heart. And then you could call on the code when you wanted to learn to work with it. And, and this program, you know, is a big program because even, pardon me, even, excuse me, even one code that you started to really work with and embody could change your life drastically. But the codes 
really became ways to behave. And you might call them qualities. Um, some people might refer to them as virtues, but the codes were really, really what came forth in terms of ways to behave, to improve your life, ways to look at things differently. And so these creator beings, the original creator beings, the 24 individuals that came down, are all here now. And because they are here as part of the completion of the cycle of where Earth is, of where Mother Gaia is, and where all the change is taking place. And I'm just looking if I've talked about So back in October, I talked to you about Karila. The, and I shared with you back then that Mother Gaia, who many of you work with, is going to be completing her contract. And she asked everyone not to be sad about that, right? That she's excited because she gets to go off and do something else. It's for her growth too. And Kari La is the spokesperson for the new group, the new council, who will be who will be overlighting planet Earth the way Mother Gaia did. So it makes sense to me that once you move into unity consciousness, you're not going to have the same single being overlighting or holding the consciousness for planet Earth when you're moving into unity consciousness. So once they came forth or once she came forth and shared that, it made a whole lot more sense that it's a different being that can hold a different frequency that is going to be in a council. It'll be a council of 12 plus Karila. And they will help us all move into the next layers, into the next layers of unity consciousness. So I guess I would, I would say first, if, if anyone has questions about what I've shared first, okay? So I'm, I'm not at this point going to do readings on you or anything like that, but if you have questions about the message that I've just shared about either the codes or the original creator beings and how they were twin flames, if you have any questions, please go ahead and um, that you can either unmute people or they can write in. Okay, well, the address to write in to is on the air at telus.net, on the air at telus.net, so tell us with just one L. And we just have one caller with their hand up at this point, so let's ask if they have a specific question. Caller showing up as all ones, that's you. Do you have a specific question about what's been covered? Uh, yes, hi, ma'am. I'm and um, when you were speaking, I, I kind of like to know him. Uh, the question I, is... The, go go the, ahead. Sorry, it was hard to understand question, you. Go ahead. The question is, uh, those uh, 24 humans uh, that came, that they earth two qualities each, but if, can they combine all the, all the 33 codes? Did any, does any of those humans that are now here on earth have those 33 codes and can you give me an idea where they are about thank you 
And give you an idea at the last part I didn't hear. Where? Where are there in America? Do I have, do I, 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 I something nearby for me. I'm, I'm not going to say more on that. Okay. So, so basically, um, all of the 24 crater beings are here. They don't all know. They haven't all remembered who they are. Okay. So that would be the first thing I would say that not all of them remember who they are. So, um, and I don't know who all 24 are. I know who some of them are, but I don't know who all of them are. And even though they each have their own code, they can access all of the codes, all 24 of the codes, all 33 of the codes. And, um, but that doesn't mean they embody them all. So they talked about the different levels. So there's, you know, when you look at it, let me just find my, there's an awareness level. So once you get the code activated in you, then you become aware of it, right? You, you know that you want to work with it. You want to call it forth, that sort of thing. But the more you work with it, it becomes more familiar, right? But when you hit a level of, how would you explain it? Well, when you hit the level of embodiment, you don't even think about it anymore, okay? It just is. It just is in you. So if, you know, maybe you know people, and it doesn't even have to be one of the originals, maybe you know someone who is always about joy or is always about kindness or, you know, is has patience beyond anything you've seen. So there are lots of people who might really be familiar with one code, okay? And um, and have really embodied it or worked with it a lot, okay? But there's very few people on the planet, if any, that I'm aware of that are embodying all of the codes at this point, right? Because it's just this return. And what's happened is what cut it. So what, and this is new because I haven't shared this with anyone yet, is that Karila just in the last couple of weeks actually let me know that part of why the 33 codes were so important and to get them out there and, and start talking about them and re-anchoring them and all of that is that later this year there is going to be some new codes come in and what we're calling those right now are the new earth codes so as we move into the higher levels as we move into new earth or the higher dimensions there will be another layer not 33 but there will be more codes added and that was, and that was like that's been five years, and that, that was the first I had heard that there was going to be more codes. So they're not calling them the codes of origin because these thirty-three were the codes of origin. But now that humanity is starting to move and and everything is starting to change, there will be some new codes that come in, which is really exciting. It is exciting. Uh, we're we're in, into the technology era where countries like overseas can't cause, like, yeah, I know my idea yeah, is standing by uh, destruction. Uh, so I, 
uh, and all this media is not core. It's mixed knowledge of the God and divine. It's very disrespectful. And I wish that the sky would slow down the technology because they're humans and we talk about sentient and respecting my idea, but who in the sky has hurting the planet? They're giving the ideas to the humans and or the settling and look what's created. Well, I uh, think I think one of the things though that I, I would say is my understanding is that ascension or awakening happens within. And I know most of the teachers talk about the mass awakening and, you know, when that comes. But to me, awakening begins with individuals. It's myself remembering my own divinity, remembering that I am part of all that is, remembering that I am a magnificent being of light and accessing my own gifts. And I think what happens is that with the vibrations on the planet right now, you know, they're getting stronger and stronger every day. And and the guides have already started talking about what 2024 is going to be like. And that's my radio show in two weeks. Um, But it's, it's time for each of us to take responsibility for our own actions, our own healing, our own words. You know, I read something the other day, you know, that um, you're not responsible for how your parents treated you or what you grew up with, but you are responsible for the adult you are now, right? It's up to you to heal your wounds, let go of your old beliefs, to explore and expand. And so ascension to me really begins with me. Right. And the more me's, the more of us that awaken in our in our own pace and in our own way, then it starts the ball rolling for all of the planet and and all of the energy. So, yes, there's technology, but there's good technology and technology really isn't good or bad. It's how it's in my opinion, it's how it's utilized. Right. And so no matter what things are, you know, we, it's how it's utilized, how people choose to use everything. And, and technology allows us to do something like this today. It, it allows us to stay connected to our families. It allows us, you know, to transfer money to another country or to do all these things. But yes, there are downsides and upsides to technology, but it's all about how you choose to use it, right? And, and what happens is the more we awaken, And, you know, over these last couple of years with COVID and everything that happened there, the more we get to see or be aware of the amount of manipulation that has happened on us and and how we have been, it hasn't been a very, you know, the governments and the media and that has, have not been what you would call truthful with us about what was going on. And that's okay. We didn't want to know really, you know, we were... And the guides talk about us now saying, you know, we're not children anymore. We need to start taking responsibility. We need to discern the truth. You know, if you hear something from someone, whether it be from a teacher or in the newspaper or online, you need to go in and discern the truth. Does that resonate with you? Does that really feel true? Just because it's on the Internet doesn't make it true at all. There is so much out there trying to keep us polarized or in duality 
it's for up to each of us to move into that level of unity consciousness. To me, that's where that awakening piece comes in. So the more that you you stay in the polarity and, you know, judge others or condemn this or that or choose choose war, whether it's little literal war or just disagreement, the more we stay in that polarity. So I hope I know there's a lot of answers. So I hope that makes sense and that uh, answered your question about the the 24 creator beings. <laughs> Uh, yes, ma'am. It, it's very beautiful. Uh, it, it's a challenge to all your teachings. We have a billion people that don't don't get this, so it's a, uh, a challenging. And we're in a, we're in this dimension, and we're not in a, a galaxy where we can do all all that can be done. And look at Mother Gia and some of the evil. Excuse me, I don't low vibration like. Uh, over, over there, always prepared, always throwing stuff in the sky. Uh, I just like uh, God Creator to just lower down terminology. <laughs> so the humans are stupid. I'm sorry. But other people would say they want the Creator being to speed it up. And to me, it there there's a divine. The guys often talking about the divine plan, and 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 that's always based on where the collective consciousness of humanity is. You know, and, and, you know, so like I said, we don't get to control it. We don't even have a say in, in any of that. The only piece we get to control is our own, our own awakening and our own journey. So how, however you want that to go is where, and that gives you more of a sense of, of being able to, to at least control a little bit. This is very well said. We've been fighting this since Adam and Eve, and it's. I know more people will accelerate on the planet, get into a high vibration, and all new technology is going to kick in with uh, organic vegetables, better, smart, safe electricity. There's benefits to that. Yes, ma'am, you're right. But the other countries, they're, they're going to, the, neg- the negativity is so high. I, I, it's best it's just. I'm sorry, but God bless and you earth like, that faster. Um, peace and grace and love but there is a huge God that runs the whole entire universe and it's been a really interesting conversation because you answered so deep well thank you it's been lovely chatting with you and I think at the end there your voice was um, mixing up yeah, line's cutting out. Thanks for calling in. Great questions. Uh, I'll just let you know we were, um, you can go right to the top of the hour because we started late today. So, uh, yeah. There all right. Go. Thank you. Thank you. And that's Does all anyone... the for now. Okay. All right. So let me just, let me just see here. So I think that, you know, when, and I know a lot of people there's a real interest in twin flames and, you know, finding your twin flame and, or, or something like that. But I think, you know, when I look at all of this, what we want to remember is that, you know, if, if you perceive twin flames or divine compliments or whatever, as part of your soul that has had other experiences, then 
the challenge is that you hear, and I've heard this many, many times, that when people meet someone like that, that is their twin flame or, or what they perceive as someone close in their soul family, they're also mirroring your wounds to you. They're mirroring, they're showing you your good points and they're showing you where you have yet to grow or where you're still wounded. So there's an awful lot of challenge with that. And what I share with clients very often is who, especially those that are looking for a partner, is that the best thing you can do to get started is to work on yourself because like attracts like. So if you are really angry and unhappy or if you are really frustrated with life or if you are, you know, disappointed in how the world is, then that is most likely what you are going to attract. Now, it might not seem like that in the first, you know, months, but the reality is that's how it works. You're going to likes attract like and you're going to do, you're going to attract someone that has all those things that you don't want anymore. And so if you can work on yourself by looking at what your wounds are and loving yourself more and letting go of your generational wounds and beliefs and, you know, move more into peace and to joy and to neutrality, then you are in a better place, in a better place to bring forth and meet someone that will match that, right? So it's always so interesting when you look at it, you know, in the beginning of a relationship, everybody's so enamored and the energies are high and you're excited and everything feels so wonderful. But after we go through that euphoria, then we start to have our wounds mirrored. And that's when, you know, it gets difficult. And it is especially so with twin flames. Very, very especially so. So, you know, I think for anyone that is looking for someone that the best advice I would give you is to start to be the vibration that you want to attract. Be that energy. Be the type of person that you want to attract. And that's where you're more likely to find a match to find someone, you know, that that you have a chance of having a strength of, of a strong relationship with. Okay, does that make sense to everybody? <laughs> Actually, on that note, we've had a lot of questions about uh, that topic in general that really in the last recent decade or so, seen a huge trend towards um, way more single people for way longer times than than prior decades. Have you seen that as well? And does this explain some of it? Well, I haven't noticed it, but I know what you mean. I had lots of, I guess I haven't paid attention to single or not single, but I, I hear what you're saying. Um, I think that I think in our society that and and especially more with women than men in my in my personal perception is that people have come to the space that they'd rather be with their friends or be single than to be in a negative relationship or in a relationship 
that isn't really what they want. And I think in society, it's far more acceptable now to be single, to, you know, work on your own, to live on your own, to have a life of your own. Because I know, you know, with our grandparents, it was just common. Like you didn't have, everybody got married. There was no two ways about it. You never even thought about it. You never thought about not getting married. Or, you know, being with a partner or having children. And I think that our society, one of the the pluses is that it has allowed us more opportunities to really make choices, right? To choose, to choose how we want our own life to be. And... We we don't have those, like, we don't use terms like, I remember hearing my grandmother talk about the term spinster. And for a long time, I didn't even know what it was. I'm like, what's a spinster? But we don't even, and for those of you that don't know, it meant an unmarried woman of a certain age. And I don't even know what the age was. And, um, but we don't have terms like that anymore. Like, who cares what age you are, whether you're married or not married? And and so I think a lot you know, of that I has think you're changed right. as well. Yeah, it makes Go ahead. sense. Um, I, I think there's an energetic component to it plus a biological component. I've actually never heard anyone else talk about this, so I thought I'd throw this in the mix and see how it lands. Um, you know, we've been hammered in the media for years and years about overpopulating the planet and it's getting so full and, you know, like, that on some uh, subconscious level that humans have kind of lost the biological drive to replicate, you know? Yeah. It's, um, I think that, I think there's still, uh, you know, I know lots of people that are, you know, in their twenties and thirties that are having children, but I think that, because of the way our society is and because of the size of the population on our planet, that more people are making a conscious choice, at least the people Mm. I know, you know, like they're waiting a little later till they have maybe a little more established in their, in their life. And they're really choosing whether or not, you know, do I want kids? And if so, how many do I want? And it feels like it's more about quality of life. And on an energetic level, I think that energetically, and I don't know how the birth rates have gone. Like, I, I've never looked at that. But I think energetically, right now, there are more souls wanting to, to come in, right? So there are more mm-hmm. souls wanting to be here for this awakening. And if we look at... Um, the people on the planet now, I believe that all of us really consciously chose to be here for the awakening, whether you're yourself awake or not, your soul wanted to be here as part of all of this. And I think that there are more and more children coming in right now who are pretty special because they're going to be part of the change, part of, you know, like, when you think of um, people in their uh, early 20s or late teens, so many of them have been disillusioned because it wasn't what they thought it was going to be, right? They thought we'd be further along. I think some of those souls did. And and (laughs) so there's been so much depression and so much drug use and so much hiding and, 
you know, it's just been not what anyone thought. And, but I think, you know, on an energetic level, there is more and more now souls coming in that, that are really ready for this change that, that is happening now. But how long that's going to take, I don't, I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Um, definitely the enthusiasm levels have gone down. <laughs> um, but getting back to the twin flame, I think that's what, what happened a bit when people found out a little bit more research about what that means and what's entailed in meeting your twin flame. Like you said, a yeah. lot of work, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. And I think, and I, I don't know of many that I have heard of that actually have a great relationship and stay together. Like the ones mm-hmm. that I've heard about were, you know, got together, did their work, and then separated. And it wasn't, you know, um, yeah. And and so it's not, it's not what you, it's, no, not pleasant, and not what you call, you know, a romantic kind of love match thing, right? Um, right. Really very, very few. And so I, you know, when people say, oh, I want to find my twin flame, I think, oh, do you really, do you really know what you're getting into? <laughs> Um, yeah. And, and now if you've both healed most of your wounds, then it's amazing, right? It's amazing, but it's a lot of work to get there individually and, and together individually. And I guess together. at least if they're both doing the work, it could be amazing yes. together as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, that's, I, I would, I would say yes. But again, that's a big commitment, right? Big commitment. Um, because everything shows up in your face. <laughs> everything you haven't healed <laughs> is going to be right in your face. And, uh, and that's, and that's not, that's not fun. That's not fun. So, yeah. Yeah. So. So I'll just let you know you've got the full nine minutes to the top if you need it. Um, okay. But we're getting, we're approaching the top. Okay. Well, I think what I'm going to do, I have a new program, and I think I'll do that as my shameless promotion and uh, just share with everybody because it's another topic that people like. Um, my guides in in the, I don't know, 11, 12 years that I've channeled have never really done anything around prosperity. And I know that prosperity and relationships and health are really sort of the top three that everybody's always looking for. And um, for the very first time, my guides have announced a prosperity program, and it's called Accessing Your Divine Prosperity. And I see this as a really positive sign for the planet, because if my guides are bringing through this, it means that things are changing. And what they talked about is that you know, the, it's the return journey. It's your prosperity, and that's not just wealth. That's health and success and, you know, finances and friends and the way you live your life is really our divine birthright, right? That's, that's what is should be or is our norm. And we've just forgotten that, and we've gotten so lost in the duality. And the guides shared that there are energetic anchors on planet earth that keep us out of prosperity so a long time ago and we won't get into the hows and whys and whens you know anchors were put in place to prevent the masses so to speak 
being prosperous, the same way there were anchors put in place to prevent us from moving into sovereignty and remembering who we were. So now is the time that those things are starting to shift. So we're going to do a six-month program. It's twice a month and uh, with a live uh, class. And um, we're going to bring in prosperity codes for people. We're going to clear old and false beliefs around prosperity and money and, and all of that. And we're going to release some of the anchors that hold people and, and more because because it's always live channeled, I never know what else they're going to bring through. And that's going to start in January. So I'm really, really excited to offer this because I know that if they're bringing something like this in now, it, it means that we're ready for a big change. And um, it's available on my website, sparklesoflove.love. And until December 21st, until the solstice, we have a little bit of a special pricing on it if you do a full pay in December. And otherwise, we also have a monthly payment for you if if that works better with your budget. So that is called Accessing Your Divine Prosperity and the Return Journey Home. And like I said, I'm really excited about that. So. I wanted to share that with everyone. And I guess sort of my last, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to jump in there, but uh, finish up and then we'll make sure they have all your contacts. Okay. And then I was just going to let everybody know that if you go to my website, sparklesoflove.love, and then forward slash show, there is a free gift for you. And it's a meditation and accessing layers of energies, memories, and gifts. And um, it's a guided meditation with Hilarion, Master Hilarion. And that is my gift to you. Um, if you just sparklesoflove.love forward slash show. So um, if you haven't already received that, you are more than welcome to. Beautiful. And we've got Anna Leroy all linked up at newsforthesoul.com as well. This was a, a intriguing presentation, as it always is with you, Anna Levine. <laughs> Looking forward to next time. Thank you. And next time in two weeks, we're going to be talking about the energies of 2024. All right. Oh, thank you very much, Nicole. <laughs> and thank you, everybody who's been here. It's lovely to connect with you. I hope you have a great week. All right, Bye. You too. Be well. Anna Levine. The wrong button there. Anna Levine's all linked up at newsforthesoul.com and L Enlightenment in the City is next after this quick reset break. Hear all of our previously aired broadcasts of News for the Soul online at newsforthesoul.com. Now let's get back to the show.